I'm Michael Kist of Bleeding Green Nation, and I invite you, gentle listener, to join us for the best analysis of the Super Bowl champion Philadelphia Eagles in the business. BGN Radio provides you with the most informative preview shows, and the Kist and Solak show dives deep into all the schemes and X and O details you could ever want. Plus discussions with the industry's brightest minds, including former NFL players, and press conferences from the Eagles coaching staff to keep you up to date and informed every step of the way. Subscribe to Bleeding Green Nation today. Fly, Eagles, fly. This is gonna feel real good, alright? Most dope. Everybody, please put a thumb in the air. everybody how you doing well that's good my name is bill Matz, and i am your ghost of christmas present that's right there are christmas presents not only the jolly old super nick win us a game and save the eagle season last night but the flyers came through my buddy my best friend chuck fletcher finally did it chuck two trades baby two trades (laughs) finally did it dave haxtall see you later that was just quite a weekend. Well, that road trip is the best thing that's ever happened to this organization, as <laughs> far as I'm concerned. Let's just get right into it, because we have a jam-packed show for you tonight. Let's lead it off with the fly by herself, Kelly Hinkle. The Flyers made my head hurt today, but then ultimately it was fun. <laughs> the chaos is what made it It was for me. madness. It was, it was chaos. I missed this chaos. Oh, my God. Yeah, I you, mean, you've got to thrive on this, but... Yeah. Uh, people... We, we, our listens are down from a 10-game losing streak, yeah, which means on, this team's just boring as shit. That's all there is to it. People are like, I'm done. I'm just done. And you know what? It's because they're boring. I don't blame people for being out on this team because there are no leaks. There's no anything. There's nothing to get excited about. But the last couple days, there was something to be excited about. Well, I mean, Steph Driver reported Saturday that this was happening. And then it it. happened, and then it didn't happen. And then it sort of (laughs) happened again, and then it didn't happen again. And then today it was like, "Eh, is it happening? Nobody knows, but they're going to work out off the ice for an hour. And then it (laughs) happened. It was a thing. (laughs) And then it was like, but it wasn't supposed to happen. (laughs) (laughs) We just came up with this idea. From TheAthletic.com, Charlie O'Connor. So I actually, if you don't mind, this might be a little bit longer than usual. I'll I, go I, right into I, it. I, I want to tell this story because I, I know that like this, sh- a lot of this show is going to be the us kind of ripping on dancing on, on the Dave. grave. Of yeah, a fire. Well, I mean, just just being no. cr- just being critical yeah. and kind of saying. So I do want to I do want to tell the story because this is a story that like I had not told in full before because he was still here and I just felt weird telling the whole story. So there. It kind of got got out a little bit during that interview he did with with Jim Jackson a few weeks ago about like some something with 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 Charlie where he asked a question and then you talk to him later. So I just want to kind of explain what exactly happened because that was the kind of the moment where you know I it, it didn't change my opinion necessarily of what I thought of him as a coach, but it made me think like you know. I didn't really get to see maybe like the real Dave Haxel. That was the first time I was like, this guy seems like a decent enough guy. I just don't know him that well. Anyway, so this was like in March of last year. And I was writing an article on Valtteri Philpola. And it was basically criticizing Philpola for being pretty bad in the second half. And I, I wanted to get a, a, a quote from Hextall, from Hackstall, basically asking, like, why are you using him so much, despite the fact that his numbers are garbage? So I went, I, it, I went up to him. It was, a, it was a scrum. 
after a practice at uh, at Wells Fargo. And I asked the question, and, and I didn't realize at the time, but in retrospect, like, I probably shouldn't have actually recited stats, but I was, like, really in. I was like, I want to I basically get my opinion out there so then I can hear what his, you know, kind of response to it is because I want to give him the chance to basically comment on the, on the, the details of the article. So he asked him the question, and I basically say something to the extent of, this guy, you know, Valtteri Filippo, you've been outshot, you've been outchanced, whatever to whatever, and you've been outscored like 20 to 12 when you got, and he's been on the ice at 5-on-5. Five five. Like, what are the stats, not, what are the stats missing that has you continue to use him as your third-line center getting minutes against top lines? And I didn't get done the whole question because he stopped me, and he was just like, are you serious? You're really going to bring stats in on me? Like, that's that's ridiculous. Are you going to bring facts into this he's, argument? He's like, that, Fuck that, off, he's, nerd! He's basically like, that's ridiculous, and then he, he walks <laughs> off. So, like, he's, you know, he storms off and just leaves the scrum scrum hadn't even ended he just basically cut off the scrum and everybody just kind of looked at me and i'm like well i mean i guess that was on the record i guess i could use it but i remember i I was shaking this is my first year on the beat now you know and basically the coach just blew up at me and Sounds like wasted emotion to me. He should have got that in check. <laughs> well, I was the funny thing is I wasn't even planning to go to the, go to the morning skate the next day because we had a freelancer that was going to be there, so I could have just slept in a little bit or done work or whatever that morning. But I thought to myself, I got to go to the, the next day because if I don't go, he's going to think like, oh, he's just scared because I yelled at him. So I got to go to this next morning skate. So I go to the skate, we do the scrum, and as the scrum ends, he basically pulls me aside. He's like, Charlie, can I talk to you for a second? And like, as all the other beats are in there. He say he starts to explain. He's like, I just want to say that I'm I'm sorry for for how I uh, you know, how I react. I didn't even let you finish your question. It wasn't right in me, and I want to show you something. So he pulls me over, and he had he had his laptop on the side because we we do the the scrum in, at the Wells Fargo in the NBA locker room. He had his laptop all set up on one of the benches, and he went through tape with me for like a good 20 to 25 minutes, basically trying to show me what he saw in Philpola and how the vast majority of the goals that were scored on the ice by the other team when Philpola was on the ice, they really weren't his fault. He wasn't the guy who made the mistake to allow the goal. And it's not like it ended with us agreeing that Philpola was a good player, but it was just the fact that he took the time to do it and yeah. like wasn't an asshole about it. And I gained a better understanding. Like he he dropped something off the record to me that like I was able to cite in an article that because I basically was like, why aren't you using Nolan Patrick as your as your second line center? He said, I will. Like I'm, we're getting there. It's going to happen in the next couple of weeks. And that was like a deep background thing that I could throw in articles, knowing that it was true. And it was just neat. Like it was it was a neat thing, especially for someone who was a first year beat and and getting that opportunity to sort of see the game through the eyes of a coach. So that's just something that. Like as long as my career goes, like I'm always going to remember that, and, and that's uh, that's going to be like my positive memory of the Dave Paxall tenure is that he took the time to go through tape for a good 20 minutes after practice with a first year beat writer. And there is something to be said, like I said, we're going to like a nice man. we're going to dance on the grave of a fired man a little tonight, uh, and I say that jokingly. I, you don't want to see anyone no. lose their job, but I did want to see him lose his. Uh, but and he's still getting paid. So. At the end of the day, he only had so many options. He didn't get to buy the groceries. He was using Valtteri Filippo because. Well, you got to have five guys on the eye. <laughs> but before we get into any of that, last but certainly not least, Miss Breaking News herself, Stephalicious D. Steph Driver. I am screaming tonight. Scoopalicious, in my opinion. <laughs> You're um, a good one. So I stole it from someone. I mean, it happened. Yeah. I mean, that's <laughs> it happened. That's that's all that I have to say. I can't, I I am still in shock. Um, it should have happened a year ago. 
and suck it. That's, and that's kind of like... For, that was not to Hackstall, by the for, way. For a guy... I, I, I credit him for being, I guess, professional through this whole thing because... I mean, it, it was rough for him. People yeah. have been calling for his job. And like, no, I, people have been calling his job for longer. But for a year, since the 10-game losing streak, it has been a chorus of fire Hackstall yep. on this show, on the line. Not, in, just, not just on the no. show. No, no, no. On, Everywhere. On the line, in the freaking stadium, everywhere you turn. I mean, anywhere I go. If people realize I'm Bill Matz from Broad Street Hockey, which happens if I've, if I've had two drinks and start speaking at this ball. <laughs> <laughs> so had, two drinks. That's what it takes is two. Everyone says we know if Bill's had at least two because his <laughs> he, volume goes up exponentially. He's doing his director yeah. of fun and games voice. Yeah, and they go, Bill, when the hell are they firing this guy? I'm like, I don't know, woman in line at Target. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, I, I, I like to drink and then go to Target. Uh, no, Listen, but, you didn't say they were alcoholic beverages. Yeah, You've got coffee I, in this, front of you. Yeah, so obviously. But, like, this is just a thing that's been going on. And I joked before the show, like... He's been twisted in the wind. He was probably yeah. his own freaking leak. But <laughs> this is this is where we're going to start with this, guys. It's Hackstall fired. We're going to go piece by piece here. So Dave Hackstall fired. What do you th- was there a final straw? Like what was this? Why did it take till this point? Like why was there no press release ready today? All this- <laughs> That's a really good question. Why is that this is an whole thing- excellent question? If we all knew, like if Steph. I knew Friday night. Exactly. Not to shit on you. This is not to be like, well, if Steph knew, but like... If I knew, the organization should have had four sentences ready. It's not like you're on the beat. Right. How come you knew and then... Because I've I've got an excellent source. But okay, if that source is telling Steph Driver, how come Monday morning... I'm awake and I'm not hearing anything. So, so the reason I don't wake is up early. <laughs> the reason is is that they didn't have a plan Sunday night, and when they landed Sunday, all of the shit had already hit the fan. So they're instantly in backpedal mode. They're instantly deny, 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 but they still didn't have a plan. So the the major holdup was they didn't know who the coach was going to be on Tuesday. So how does the Q stuff come out? Is that just people putting connecting dots? How uh, does the no, stuff make that's it direct from the source? Okay. And Dave Scott pretty much said it out loud. Yeah, that, that's also that. that's key yeah. is that that's something like if you're going to go back to when the Flyers first started screwing this up, it literally goes back to that day. Seriously. It goes back to the day of the press conference. It's been because months of yeah. Because yeah. you don't... And I, 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 I kind of understand why he did it, because he's just not used to this stuff, and he's not used to what you do and don't say. But you do the presser, okay? He does the presser with him and Holmgren, then Holmgren does his scrum with everybody else, and then Dave Scott does another scrum. I actually missed it. I'm really angry at myself that I did. I went home to write my article. So he did the scrum with like four reporters. Isaac was one of them. And in the scrum, he flat out says, on the record, like this is something you say off the record. Yeah. <laughs> he says on the freaking record that the minute that Coach Quenville was fired, I wanted us to target him. And it's like, you don't say that when you haven't fired the actual coach. Right. Because what that immediately does is it tells everyone in the organization, everyone in the fan base, that the guy who's the coach isn't really the coach because if you have the opportunity to get this coach Q, you're going to fire him yesterday. Yeah. That's And we've been using the phrase, he was his own interim coach. Yeah, which he and was. no matter what you he feel was. about the guy, as you know, I have great disdain for the former head coach, Dave Haxtell. Oh, I love to say former. Uh, but <laughs> like to, to say that is... 
it's no wonder the team has looked like shit when the goddamn owner just said, oh, yeah, he ain't the coach. Like, that's what he said. Yeah. I mean, the the organization right now, right now is a fucking disaster from top to bottom. No, that's and that's they had to even if it really was. We don't have a plan. So we're as soon as this leaks, you can't. It Let Dave Haxtell no. be the co- Imagine that building on Tuesday. Oh my God. After all this. Imagine so, that building on Tuesday. I would have felt Dave extremely bad for I, I was, I, I was and remain very confident in my sources. Like they know what's going on. Um, but when they brought up Carter Hart, I was like, are they going to try to that, bury this yeah. news or is it just, are, are they going to give him one more shot? Like, what are they doing? Because I knew as I went to bed at, you know, 2.30 last this morning whenever I went to bed that they didn't have a plan. Like, they didn't know who was going to coach on Tuesday. They didn't know who was going to coach on Monday, but they were really confident that they didn't want it to be Dave Haxtell. Yeah. <laughs> it couldn't have been. As much as you can't be like, we can't let the fans dictate our business, when it gets to the point of everyone's reporting this guy's fired, that... I was going to buy a ticket to be one of the people who threw shit on the ice. <laughs> I, mean, I was going to dig up an old jersey. The, Let me, I have, I've got two botched Nolan Patrick jerseys. I, I can throw, throw one, one of them. I mean, as soon as like Ooh, the media outlet owned by the corporation that owns the hockey team tweets an article that the coach has been fired, you kind of can't pull back from that. No, like, that's it's, kind it's, of the end of it. And, and like the worst part about it, too, and this is just what I heard, what I heard on Saturday was that he knew it was probably over. Like, the man himself knew that he like he probably wasn't lasting the next few days. It was just the way it was done was so... And, and I guess I understand to a degree... Like, that. that's, I guess, the thing about this whole deal. The reason why I can understand how it could be, it could end up this weird is because a lot of what, a lot of the ideas that they're rolling with, they sound good in theory, but they just lack the foresight as to how these things are actually going to play out in reality. Like classic example, it does sound good in theory to say, we fire the GM, we want to give the new GM a chance to evaluate the coach. In theory, that sounds fine. It's like, okay, we'll give this guy kind of one last shot to impress the new guy. It's probably not going to work, but hey, maybe it does. And we as the hockey people in the organization, we don't think Haxel is a terrible coach, so let's give him a chance. In theory, that doesn't sound bad. In reality, when you do it the way they did it, you get what all, you all of his authority is gone because everyone in the locker, everyone following the team knows that he's a dead man walking. So, like, in theory, it sounds good. In practice, it's stupid. And it's the same thing here where, like, in theory, it's nice for them to say, we don't want to fire him on the road because we don't want another Gerard Gallant situation. Like, I know why this they didn't... Worse. I know why they didn't fire him there. This I is get worse. it. But you had to know this wasn't going to stay. You had to yeah. know that, like, this was going to blow up before you got into Philly. So, yeah, it wouldn't have been ideal to just let him go after the game, but it probably would have been the cleanest. And unless, so there was, unless there was, like, a shot of him trying to jumpstart a rental car in a snowbank in Vancouver, this is worse than Gallant. It is, it is absolutely worse than Gallant. And if we go back to that that moment that Dave Scott revealed his master plan, like we have known, <laughs> we've kind of known all along that they were screwing this up 
We yeah. just didn't know. Now, in retrospect, the oh level to yeah. which they yeah. screwed it up yeah. is remarkable. No, and that's when you pass because they were able to pacify me with that press conference when they fired Ron Hextall. Me, a guy who's screaming for Dave Hextall's <laughs> job. They were able to pacify me by basically saying, worst case scenario, he's not our coach next year. And I'm like, all right, cool, whatever. Obviously, that tells the coach and everyone else he ain't the coach. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I doubt that tells everybody. Why wasn't Scott Gordon there today? Because they didn't they have don't a know plan. What the how did, how was that not the plan though? How did you go through the? How did you not be like? Even if it's just for Tuesday, even if it's just for cameras at today's. One hundred percent agree with you, but even yeah. I, I literally have no, I don't know. Even yeah. if it's just because. Charlie's going to be at today's practice looking to see who the hell the coach is because there ain't no coach on the ice. They didn't have a plan. How did they not have a plan? It's not like Lehigh Valley is in Arizona. (laughs) There was no massive snowstorm. You can get here in like half an hour. What, 90 90 minutes? Yeah, like an hour. hour. It's not even that. They were in contact with Gordon. And I know this because Carter Hart said today that Gordon was the one who told Told him he was getting a call up. So, like, they talked to Gordon. <laughs> so, night. I'm going to pass out from there. Right this is so, incredible. So, when I first saw that Borg article about the fact that they didn't know that they were going to do this, I thought it was ridiculous. But the more I think about it, they honestly might have come to this decision like five minutes before they announced Here's it. Here's my okay, since you brought it up, let's get into that Borg thing right now. Because the idea is they didn't really. They didn't plan on firing him on Monday, even though everybody and their mother was reporting he was gone. And they didn't have this plan because they didn't know they were going to do it. That's why they they knew they were going to do it. Yeah. All that is all that is false. The yeah. idea that Dave Hackstall might have wanted a vote of confidence is the goddamn oh God. is the goddamn funniest thing in if the world. If that's to me. true, the balls. I, I don't even. I don't even. <sighs> after that road trip, I just so. I, I've got a lot to say. Let me just Ooh. let me just before we get into it, Steph, because you did. I I want everything from you today, but Flyers have, like let let me talk. Flyers have <laughs> Flyers have twenty eight points. Only the Blackhawks and Kings, two teams who are recovering from going all in on winning five Stanley Cups in like eight years, ha, uh, uh, like are below them in the league standings. Four fifty two points percentage, also third worst goals scored. This is their best stat. 22nd. Yay. Goals against. Third most. Power play. Third worst. Penalty kill. Second worst. Minus 23 goal differential. Third worst. Flyers are 3-5-2 and two in their last 10. Only the Hawks, Wild, Blues, Canucks, and Devils are worse. Three of 10 points on the road trip. And another goalie hurt. Partridge in a pear tree. The idea. The idea that Dave Axel could have gone in there and been like, tell me I'm a good boy is hilarious. <laughs> My favorite thing is like if that's true, what like what was the conversation? Tell me that you like me or or like or yeah, what? Like or, or what? you quit? Again, that's why I think he was his own link. <laughs> I he was not his own link. Yeah, he wasn't. Um I just that's not how, that's not how it went. I mean maybe I can't. I don't know. No, there might be pieces here. I, I, like I, I on think the plane, he's like, "Hey, my whole family's calling me about me being fired," <laughs> which like, is not untrue. The fact that by they the way. couldn't put this thing together. Oh, I know. Oh, they're on the plane. Awful. They can't. They can't possibly. What is this? The prop plane from Major League? <laughs> like, if I can it's get goddamn Wi Fi on my broken iPhone, how come they can't? Like, Sometimes just the messaging works. <laughs> you can't really get a solid connection. So I, I, I suspect. I have a hunch that there is some truth to the, this, like 
the gist of what of what Borg said. Like, I don't I don't think he just pulled this out of his ass by any means. I just don't think that. What I don't like about that is the implication that they weren't they hadn't already made the decision to fire him. Yes. Like they had already they knew he was gone. Whether it happened Monday, whether it was Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, like they were they were moving on from Dave Haxel. And I really think if this happened, I think it was less that they didn't know that they were going to fire him. And it may have been more that Hack was just sick of twisting in the wind. And he basically was like, look, guys, have some balls and just yeah. fire me. No. Don't leave me doing this if you're forever. Waiting, if you're waiting for the roster freeze or if you're waiting yeah. for Quenville to be back from his winter wonderland vacation. Skiing whatever, in Colorado wait, or whatever. Waiting for the Bears to be eliminated from the playoffs. Whatever it is, just tell me now. Yeah, just, just do it. Like, don't... Certainly don't throw me out there on Tuesday unless you guys are willing to get up in front of the podium and say Dave Haxel is our coach. Unless you're willing to do that, I'm not going to play this bullshit. And I don't blame the no, guy no, if that's no, what happened. No. I don't blame him a little bit for that. Let me. But that's, you- that's less a vote of confidence than it is an ultimatum. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. How is Mr. Bulletproof in LaPerriere... <laughs> <laughs> No this freaking guy they brought in his replacement. No idea. Like, all right, so you don't, <laughs> so you don't have, you don't know what you're doing with the head coach position. It's going to be Gordon. It's going to be Quenville. It's going to be Ron Hextall's own <laughs> your mom. cousin. Whatever. How the fuck is Ian LaPerrier? I have no idea. He, he ha- he's got, I, he's got. Pictures. I'm actually shocked that it's not interim coach. Ian LaPerry. That, that would have been the funniest I was thing thinking ever. to myself, just do that yes. for funsies. Oh, yeah. For, just for make, one day. Yeah. Just for, make LaPerry the Tuesday. head coach. Maybe he'll be the coach on, on Thursday when we're there. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> just gonna switch Pray to your every, God. Every, every single game. game. It's, it's a be, different guy every this game. Is, this is going to be like this. Well, it is like, it is like a circus down He did there, say so. everybody's got an audition, so yeah, yeah. got to give everybody a shot. I can't believe. I cannot believe that he is still here. I guess I get it to a point because, you know, like, the new guy. Well, you right? you know that Gordon, I I really can't see a scenario where Gordon gets this job full time. So you know he's an interim in the classic sense of the word. And I understand them looking at it and being like, well, the new guy is going to hire all his own people anyway, so why bother? But at the same time, like this again goes back to the whole like things sound good in theory, but in reality, in reality, you're keeping around the worst penalty kill coach in hockey because. Reasons. Reasons. Do you so? So Chaz was definitely not Chaz. being completely honest when he said that Gordon's going to be the coach for the rest of the season. I no. think no. I, no. I, I think that was pretty much just like he's going to he, be the coach until we find a better. Yeah, he danced yes. around that one and answered it awkwardly. Yeah, but yeah. There's no. There's no. no. Yeah, and, and, Coach yeah. Q calls up tomorrow and was like, "Hey, I want to be coach." Okay. There's no way Fletcher. Ah, I already told this guy <laughs> that he's got exactly. the job. Sorry. Uh, exactly. we're going to give him 51 yeah, games. Like, Sorry, fam. No, I, I said this on Twitter after because people were freaking out about that quote. The you know he's going to be the coach for the rest of the year quote and my thing was that like look the flyers just got through a, a three-week period where they basically demoted their head coach to interim head coach there was no way they were not going to go out there and try to position scott gordon as someone who actually has some rope like 
they, they don't want to go through this all over again. You know, yeah, he's an interim, and he knows he's an interim, so it's a less awkward situation. But if you go out there and you basically don't say that this guy has, you know, we're expecting him to coach the rest of the year, then he's got the sword of Damocles hanging over him the same way Hack did. He's just waiting for the other shoe to drop. And then I like we, when Charlie And then we literary. have the same freaking problem that we had the last three weeks, which is a bunch of players that just have no reason to listen to the guy calling the shots yeah. because they know he's a goner. That's true. And that's what, that's the as I, I want to blame Dave for so much because I've said I think it was on Ice Sport last week like there are problems with this team that have no quick fix like goaltending Carter Hart has to have greatness in him that's not something God. that that's not I'm something so that's not something the team can can fix it's either they have it or they don't and they have to wait for it Nolan Patrick just has to be good he was the second overall pick you need to ride this out there's there's no quick answer for for got to ride it out for two yeah. C you just got to you got to hope he's the guy yeah same with Ivan Dave Provorov. Haxtell you got to ride it out. Yeah, Dave Haxtell's a fixable problem. They went about fixing it. In the most convoluted, serious yes, way. In the most, in the worst possible. Like, we, we, like we, we, reached, this, we reached peak flyer yesterday, and then yeah. it just got worse. Some of this, as they pointed out, the onus is on the players. Like, you know what could have st- solved a lot of this? Jake Voracek back-checking more. Like, you know what could solve more of this? Like, Proverov not sucking. Yeah, Proverov like, playing like himself. Goalies not getting hurt every 45 seconds. So, well, okay, like, first of all, we can't blame the goalies for getting hurt. Stay healthy. I, uh, once it's five... That's not like a thing what, you just choose to do. <laughs> once it's five... I'm glad you're I'm going blaming. in on him for this. <laughs> Brian Elliott five, just chose to fuck his groin up again. Once there's five... In I, I believe it's the hip. Well, it's all it's, the it's, it's the groin for Neufer. Neufer's oh, okay. the groin. It's all, you know, it's, it's all core here. muscles. It's all They're here. all connected. The junk area. Between your the nipples and your knees. Area. Everything in there. Yeah. The middle but body no. injury. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. These, like, just stay healthy. I don't know what to tell you. Just don't be hurt. Five oh, goalies, God. come on. I do think it's a fair point, though, that, like, what, what I always go back to with, with the Hacksaw question, and I've said this on, on a bunch of these recent shows. I've said it, I said it in the article I, I wrote today. Well, actually, I wrote it yesterday, but I, it was published today. Um, basically, is that... Like, I don't hate Hack to the point that most of the fan base does. Like, I don't think he's a terrible coach. I don't think a terrible coach lucks into making the playoffs two out of three years with a roster that's just decent on the whole. So I, I but by the same token, I don't think he's a great coach. And I'm nearly 100% certain that he's not a great coach. And only a great coach can survive this situation. What, yeah. what about good, though? Would you even go good? I would say average. <sighs> Yeah, I don't. I just. I, I just. Average thought this, feels right. This just became a waste of time to me. Yeah, like I, and, and that, that I think coach, is fair. Yeah. Keeping him as the head coach became a waste of time. What do we know about Scott Gordon? Like, should I expect this team to look better on Tuesday? I would expect them to look better just because I don't. I think they're going to the, play their asses off on yeah. Tuesday. I don't even, Detroit stinks. I mean, I don't. Yeah, and Detroit's bad, but I don't even know if it's just because they're going to play their asses off to impress the new coach. I think it's more that at least now they don't have that crap. Hanging yeah. Over oh no. When when I these, think there's like a lot of relief when yeah, these things that it's just over. Yeah. When these things happen, the players all seem to at least for a game or a week or whatever take it upon themselves to be like, yeah, we know we screwed up. Uh, let's not let this happen immediately to the next guy, even though the next guy isn't going to be here right. more than a few months. Um, so I guess it's time to get into. 
Starter heart. Starter heart. Yeah, starter heart. Starter heart, baby. I don't actually know how it goes. Carter heart. All my friends who aren't fun anymore just tell me it's it's brain cancer. And so I thought it was fun. Is it for children? Yeah. Well, there we go. I don't know those. Almost, almost lost in this mess today. Carter heart. Is the the savior is is upon us? They he, brought him up. He is he is risen uh, from the <laughs> AHL to the NHL. Carter Hart is here. He's expected to start Tuesday. He's been looking pretty pretty good in the AHL. Better. I mean, he's, I, I, he, I've his heard, last I've, seven starts, five of them were really yeah, good. Yeah, I've heard he's been looking very well and, and like very good. And even the last game where his numbers don't look that good. Apparently, he was just hung out to dry by his events. He made tons of great saves. Yeah. And the only goals he allowed were, I think Bill Meltzer was telling me, there was one that was on a two-on-none. Like, how the hell do you give up a two-on-none? Yeah, two guys getting behind the defense. What are we, <laughs> freaking St. Louis? Or St. Louis, L.A. Rams? Exactly. Uh, so yeah, so I, I get the impression that, like, especially over the last five games, including the one that by the numbers doesn't look that good, he's been downright great. Now, for me, I would have rather had him stay down a little bit longer. But you know what? Fine. Let's let's see what he can do. So here's the thing: like I, I've said it a million times. I don't think that you ruin I agree NHL that. talent by no, bringing them I to agree the with NHL. That. There's there's a certain amount of you either have it or you don't. Right. If he gets shelled, he'll get over it, and if he doesn't, he never had it to begin with. And he's reportedly like the most mentally stable goaltender yeah. that has ever existed. He's had a sports psychologist yeah. since he was in like the third grade or However, something. However. It's just such a clusterfuck up here I right know, now. I, know, I worry. And I worry that if he lets up two sort of weak goals, the fans are going to be just insufferable. And it's going to make me want to and die. He's gonna I don't, to... I'm, I'm not so worried about the fans because, I mean, everything's on fire now anyway. Well, yeah. I just, like, the defense is a mess. The, it's the so The offense bad. is a mess. The team is a mess. In his last seven starts for the Phantoms, he's given up two or less in five of them, he's looked really good. I mean, I mean, he's the got, Phantoms are kind of a mess right now yeah, too. Everybody's he's, hurt. He's right? got his yeah. he's got his and season save percentage. People. He's got his season save percentage over nine hundred for the first time. So that's good. Uh, I just I I'm looking forward to this. My expectations aren't through the roof, but uh, opportunity, man. This is your opportunity. Here yeah. you go. Show you're the guy. Show you're that's the guy. True. If you're not, you're not, and we'll send you back, and you'll get more seasoning. But Steal the job, because there ain't no one else. And that's something I really love from Chuck Fletcher today was, yeah, I mean, what else are we supposed to do? <laughs> we have run out of bodies, man. We have five guys on the depth chart in front of them. They've all sucked or got hurt. Some of them both. <laughs> what the hell are we supposed to do? What? He's in the organization. One thing I do want to point out about uh, about that, though, and it's, it's one of those fascinating changes in... It, there haven't been, I think, a ton of like dramatic adjustments in how we value players from the moment Hexall was fired to now. But once one evaluation that has clearly dramatically changed is the organization's valuation of Alex Lyon. Mm. Because he went from being a guy who I honestly believe under Hextall was ticketed to potentially be the NHL backup next year. Yeah, I thought so too. To just being nothing. Yeah, what yeah. the hell happened? Like the they, I, I, his contract was kind of a telltale sign that yeah. Hextall believed him to be an NHL player next season. Yes. I mean, I know he wasn't great in his appearances this season, but I didn't think he was. He was fine. I don't horrifically think it's pos- bad. I don't think it's possible to play great 
behind this team, no, especially you really in can't. these last few weeks. Like I thought Stolarz was playing pretty well, and you look at his good. numbers, and it's like, oh man, he sucked. But, <laughs> Which he but, didn't. But no, he didn't. Yeah. It's just like that's that's the way it looks right now with this team. They are incredibly turnover prone and do give up a bunch of ridiculous. Not even a bunch. It's just the chances they give up are like two on O's and like shorthanded breakaways and shit. And they just go through like fifteen minute stretches of games where they're just not playing. Yeah, hockey. they just oh yeah we're gonna just it's intermission oh shit no it like, it's, it's not that it's not that they're not trying it's just they're not whatever they're trying to play it's not the sport of hockey no it's they're they're out there it's playing a whole other thing <laughs> twenty five minutes at a time but yeah it's fascinating to me this lion Can thing jam. because literally the minute the minute that Hextall was fired they it's like. It's almost like Hextall and Holmgren, like, I'm sure they were, they were fighting over many more things than this, but it's like they were, they were caught in this philosophical struggle on which goalie was better, Anthony Stolarz or Alex Lyon. And the minute that Hextall was fired, Anthony Stolarz became like, oh yeah, well he's now, he's now the play, on the place of the depth chart where Lyon used to be, and Lyon's where, where Stolarz used to be, and where Stolarz used to be was the third guy in the AHL who they were literally, pa- like, they, they had basically told Stolarz that like, look, do your arm emergency goalie we're not going to use you otherwise and then immediately after Hexel gets fired it's like hey here's a starting job have fun kid and maybe it was just because Holmgren was the one who drafted him and he always liked Stolarz and he just had no real attachment to Lyon but Lyon is healthy like that was the thing with this movie people yeah, were saying well, well they didn't have a choice but bring up Hart no they did, they did. like Michael Neuvert's wife had had the kid both mom and baby are healthy they are Marco is his Mazel. name um but uh, so he he was back. He was back at practice today. He had a big smile on his face. He was he was happy. He's a you know has has oh, a kid. Christ, has, has probably a kid. broke a couple cheekbones. <laughs> um, and then they had Lion. And like I'm not saying Lion's amazing, but you you could have on Tuesday just started Michael Neuvert, had Alex Lion as the backup, and been done with it. Mm-hmm. But if you believe that this new front office's view of Alex Lyon is that he's not an NHL goaltender, then maybe you didn't have a choice. If you're like, Lyon is an NHL caliber, then it's, we have Michael Neuvert, and we have an AHL goalie. Let's bring up the guy who might not be an AHL goalie. I don't think you could start Michael Neuvert at home ever again. I I guess you can trot him out on away games when you got no other opportunity, but you can't. You can't do it. What if he trips? Yeah, you just... He's just so... I I never want to see that dude again. I've had enough of him, really. Congratulations on your new baby. That's awesome, Michael. Good for you. Go spend time. You really can't be here anymore. We're done done. with it. We're finished. Oh, my God. Thank you for your service. So what what are our expectations for Carter Hart? During this stint, like, oh, do we God. think he's going to do well? Do we think he's just going to have the same problem as the other guys, which is the defense is so bad that his I'm numbers so are going to look scared. bad? I'm expecting Provorov and Gostaspare to completely rebound, and <laughs> I am expecting Carter Hart to be the reincarnation of rookie Shane Gostaspare, the guy who just does it. I uh... this is what he was supposed to do. He's supposed to be the franchise goalie. Go be it. I really uh, need them to stay out of the box tomorrow. I don't want to nice. see him on them. Hey, yeah, they, killed yeah, a bunch, yes. they killed a bunch of penalties, remember? They, they, they did, did do that. That was, the, they, that was the one thing they did well. The they still blew that lead. They still Calgary. lost the game. So. They, they somehow killed four third-period penalties. Against, they still had six goals. Uh, yeah, against Calgary, and then still somehow blew it. Yeah, one point I want to make about, about the Hacksaw firing is just that, you know, I felt like in some ways the craziness of this weekend, it kind of... It, it had everyone forget just how 
bad this week was on the ice. Yeah. Because the, cra- the, really the craziness bad. off the ice, it just kind of got everybody by today. I didn't think anybody was really thinking about the games that were played. Everybody's just like, what the hell's going on otherwise? Yeah. Like, uh, people were genuinely convinced that they were going to give him another chance. Like, did you watch these games? Yeah. Did I've you, never did you hated you more like watch them when I had to watch that entire Vancouver game. Like, your, 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 four, your four games last week were a 7-1 to loss. Not great. Not a great. game where you blew a two-goal lead with 69 nice seconds left. <laughs> then a game where you were supposed to kind of have the, the, the inspired reaction to the bad loss, and you didn't have it even though the other team had played the night before. And then the next night, you have the game that also is the uninspired response to the uninspired response. Like, I don't care if, if the GM is new and the, and, the guy, and the coach is interim or whatever. That week is the kind of week that can get any coach fired. Any coach. I, I don't care what the situation is for Hacksaw and this particular thing. Like, that four-game stretch, that road trip... I mean, yeah, if you're if you're Joel Quenville a year after you win a Stanley Cup, you're not getting fired. But if you're a guy who's kind of like middle of the road job security and you toss that week out there, you're looking over your shoulder and add in all the other crap that Haxel was dealing with in terms of the new GM and everything that was going on and then possibly looking for a new guy. Then it was just a no brainer like this just had to be done. I, 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 that Buffalo game was so long Ooh. and that was last Saturday. I, yeah. I thought that was, okay, so they kicked off the road trip with that Buffalo win, yeah, and, then, good win. and then it was all <laughs> from there. So, the Wings tweet. Oh, ever right, since the, the wings, wings. Ever the since, wings. ever since they were allowed to start eating junk food. The curse of Ron Hextall. Yeah. He placed a curse on the team. Yeah. Well, that's why things went down the way that they did because the team has been on this Ron Hextall was mean to us apology tour so they're they're treating everything else and including Dave Hextall with kid gloves but you can't do that like that's this is not the industry to use kid gloves like you you just can't do that especially when you let the coach know ahead of the game on Saturday that hey bud like you're not going to be around for much longer and he d- he did know like it was There's not no way. it yeah, was not didn't. we're firing you but it's like this is not going well you know, I, I this think, is I your think, evaluation period and it's not going well I think Fletcher even like sort of slipped that in to his presser I was surprised when when I heard this my ears perked up because I'm like are you admitting to what I think you're admitting to so I'm going to read this this part he goes I mean be fine it says I felt strongly that if I needed to make a change, it's not fair to the organization, nor is it fair to Dave to continue down the same path. At the end of the road trip, I'd come to that conclusion. Obviously, yesterday we were flying back, had a long travel day, and there were certainly some things I needed to do this morning to make this official. And this was the part that, 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 I, that I perked up. It's certainly something I'd been thinking about. I had conversations with Dave. Certainly have had three or four conversations. I think he was certainly aware of my thought process and what we were trying to accomplish. Like... That reads to me that he was admitting that, like, yeah, I was, I was keeping Dave abreast of the fact that, like, he might get canned. And yeah. that's the, yeah. whether he was or not, like Charlie just said, that kind of road trip gets coaches fired in pretty much any situation. Like, yeah. no matter what, if he had no idea he was going to be fired and got the vote of confidence before they left for the road trip, the, none of these things happen, just speaking in hypotheticals. <laughs> Even if that happened, he would have been fired. The team is not good. They just fired their GM, and you just shit 
all over the ice on a four, <laughs> in four out of five games on a road trip. And, yeah. and it was the four in a row. Yeah. It wasn't even like the, the pre-Hextall situation where you smushed one good game in between the two disasters. You had disaster, 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 disaster. <laughs> and like that overtime game, uh, which game was the overtime the game? Calgary, the yeah, Calgary. Yeah, that was the game. Wednesday game. Yeah, the Calgary game. Where oh, you put right. That the one that I missed. Because <laughs> I'm going to, I didn't even want to talk about any individual games tonight, but the fact that Dave Haxtell had the balls to start the trio of Sean Couturier, Travis Konechny, and Ivan Provorov a couple less than a week after that Columbus debacle. No, you're just a bad coach, dude. I, I, you don't you don't know the difference between good and bad players. I mean, I, on his last game, he brought Yori back in. Yeah, that was fun. That was like, the now, best. I'm going down. I was with again, so Again, another reason I believe he was his own leak. I think he wanted to. <laughs> well, listen, he went out on his own terms. Yeah. yeah. He ran he another sure goalie did. into the ground. Yeah. So Anthony Stolarz is on IR, right? Yep, they he's put on IR yep. after starting him for more games this season than he played all of last year. That that's unreal. Um, in a row. In a row. In a row. In a row. So he he ruined another goalie, ran month another of, goalie into the ground. Month of December, started your Laterra, played musical chairs with the lineup. And there was one oh, and benched Oscar Lindblom. Yep. Like yeah, this, he, he, he even wanted to do that. He yeah, went right. out like, Screw on it, his, I'm doing this. <laughs> on, on his terms. He was like, you know what? This is it. Guys, what the hell is this show even going to be about now? I know! We should just retire. We don't have anything else to talk about. I don't know. Let's go out on a high note, The benching of Oscar Lindblom, my God. It was so weird. He knew he knew knew that he was not going to last past that game. Like It was clear he was not going to last past that game. He should <laughs> I just, I, I love. I can't imagine that any player would have actually gone on the ice. Yeah, for yeah, yeah, no, you would have had, had like a D two situation where like only yeah, Andrew oh, McDonald's oh. out on the ice. <laughs> it, no, it would be Andrew Travis Tom Sanheim Rockin because he's too scared to, yeah. to upset the teacher. It'd be Travi because no, <laughs> he didn't even notice anything else was weird. Oh my he's God. like, there's no one behind me. I just thought it was like my first game again. <laughs> no, bring in, bring in Laterra back. When I saw that, I laughed out loud. I like because there's. There's, they just needed to get him uh, out of the locker room so they could go through his bags to make sure they could get him through customs is what it was. Oh God. <laughs> but yeah, the fact that Yuri came back in, that was just so, so emblematic you know of, what our problem of Dave's problem. And I, I use that as the lead for my article that everything he did in that game, whether whether he would, whether he was the one who was doing it or not, like I don't, that goalie situation was weird because you had the, uh, you had Flyers Twitter, the official Twitter, Twitter. like four yeah. four hours before the game, tweets, it, tweets out that Alex Dr- Lyon so is starting the games, and then about two hours later, they delete the original tweet and then say, "Oh, never mind." And it was like, "Oh, never mind." It was just Anthony Stolar starting the game. Like that is it one thing. So that's one thing where, like, I don't have a source on what the hell happened. But I would no, love, I would love to know what the hell happened there because that was weird. It that was, was freaking weird. I mean, there were especially people, knowing that he yeah. then knowing that he got hurt and he came into that game like a little banged up. He had had back spasms yeah. all day. Yeah, like, yeah he should great. not have been playing. There, I mean, there were people people I think on post game <laughs> that were alluding to that someone from management wanted to play Stolars. Yeah. But that's what I was wondering. It just doesn't. It just doesn't make sense. If he's been with the trainer all day, he's been having back spasms. Why are you doing this? Yeah. It doesn't we, make yeah. sense. Say Carter Hart comes in on Tuesday, looks real good, 
can we expect Gordon to like have any sort of sensical goalie rotation? Oh. Carter Hart looks like the picture of health. Twenty year old kid. He's he's a positionally sound goalie. I don't think he overworks himself or anything. But you can't start anybody ten times in a row. No. This isn't nineteen seventy five anymore. You just need to play two goalies. I can't imagine. This was something that I talked about during the checking out the competition um, regarding Ken Hitchcock. He had some quotes recently about the way that he manages his goaltenders. And he pretty much said, like, if you want these guys to perform well, the backups, you have to give them a schedule. Yeah, They have to know they're going to play every 10 games, every 11 games, something fixed so they can get it in their head that this is the rotation. And so I find it hard to believe that a competent coach would not do that. And like the the Flyers don't have a number one. Like it's not like, all right, we're going to get, we have Holtby, we have Vasilevsky, we have whoever, we're going to get you in when he needs a night off. Like there ain't no, like who? The whole thing was we Oh yeah, we can't possibly win without without a guy who's healthy today. (laughs) (laughs) I I just don't understand. But he's gone. But I just need to, honestly, you couldn't possibly bring Hart up with Hackstall. No matter what else, you couldn't possibly do it because that's his biggest deficiency to me. I said this last year. Yeah, he did. Through everything that he did wrong and plenty of it, the way he handled and it, Brian Elliott last December. Oh, we have a 32-year-old guy who's been a tandem goalie. Uh, yeah, we're going to start him every, every night. Single every single game. Every night. B- back to back games doesn't matter. Yeah, I, a month. Yeah, I can, Bill. I can buy that. Like the more I think about it, the more I, I, I kind of am in your corner. Is be- and the reason why I say that is because a lot of the shit that fans yell about with regard yelled about past tense now um, with regards to Hackstall is stuff that like. Is it frustrating as hell? Yeah. Yeah. But night to night, it's not why they want to. No, I, I'm, I'm not even going to say that. Yeah. I'm going to say that. That's the kind of shit that 95% of coaches do. Yes. Like, yes, it's annoying. Yes, it's worthy of yelling that Oscar Limbaugh was on the fourth line and Travis Sanheim's being benched for a veteran. But in terms of, like, value above replacement level coach, like, that's just the shit that NHL coaches do. Yeah. If they get Joel Quenville, he's going to do that shit, too. I just think Joel Quenville's systems are a lot better and he's a much better motivator. But he's going to do weird lineup shit. So the stuff that people scream about the most, like, yeah, it was worth screaming about, but I never looked at it and was like, man, that's why he's a bad coach. The goalie stuff, however, not all coaches do that. No. That was a, that was something unique to Dave, that he just had it in his head that once he had his hot goalie, that was his guy until he was no longer hot. And if that involved running him into the ground, because it didn't matter. Because are cold. You know, and, and my theory has always been that he was used to the college the college schedule where you only played a couple times a week. So if you had a hot goalie, you just kept running him. Yeah, you play back-to-backs on the weekend, and then you're off for a week. Yeah, exactly. That's, like that's, that's what that, he thought. Yeah, that's where I kind of think he got that mentality from, and he just never adjusted it to the fact that, hey, in the NHL, you play three, four times a week, and they just keep coming, and the games are more demanding because the pace is better and the players are better. And I just don't think he ever. I'm sure he understood it on a level, but it just it wasn't his his instinct. I'm, so his instinct before every game was always just play the guy who gives us the best chance to win. It was, I mean, part and parcel to his whole problem that he had with adjusting to anything. He couldn't adjust on the fly to no. in game situations to lineup changes. He couldn't adjust anything. It's uh, 
Man, it, man, it was this was a trying couple of years. Yeah, it's been it a really time. Was. So, can we talk about the Quenville rumors? Yeah, we have, let's we have do no, yeah, we, that. We, we need to address that because it's. Yeah, I it's mean, Quenville, like it's been on the owner's mind. So yeah. obviously, it's on the fans as well. So when when I was told all of the information, so my information came in spurts Friday night and Saturday morning. Um, I was told, and and this is someone that's told me since. Quenville got fired. Like yeah. the day Quenville got fired is upper management has been targeting this guy. Like they want him and they want him bad. Um, and that was reiterated. Like he is someone that they are absolutely targeting. And um, it, it wasn't that he had accepted the job. Hold on. I'm actually going to pull it up so that I can just say the words that I have. But it was like, we're, we're getting really close. He's going to be okay. the next, the next coach. But the thing is, and before any of this, so really what happened when Dave Isaac reported that it was going to be Quenville, and I, I believe that we have different sources between myself and Dave Isaac and, and also me and Charlie. Like, I think that there's a lot of sources at play here. Um, Are any of them gritty? No. <laughs> Charlie's source is definitely gritty. <laughs> gritty. Um, I haven't seen Charlie and Gritty in the same place yet. Exactly. Fair point. Redhead. The, the team had to deny it. And the team has to deny yeah. it because at the time, Dave Haxtell still had a job. And yeah. Quenville, as has been pointed out, still under contract. Under contract. This right. is the way the right. NHL works. You have to get permission from the Blackhawks, despite him being fired, they're paying him. Yeah. So like there lot. is there a is a tampering. Yeah, thing. Oh, no, they can lose draft picks or be fined or any and number there's, of there's things. There's a whole thing. So everybody has to deny it. But this is a business where people talk. Like, the reason why Chuck Fletcher was hired was one of, well, I mean, one of many reasons. But one was that he's got this personal relationship with Joel Quenville. His father hired Joel Quenville to be an assistant in the AHL, gave, gave Quenville his first coaching job. Are you looking at Charlie to ask if that's true? Around. I'm going to punch you in your face. Um, <laughs> Let's not get that. <laughs> so this is something that, you know, has been said. Our fucking ownership is saying that they want Quenville. And now, like today, Chuck Fletcher's like, well, who's Quenville? Like, I've never, never heard of him. Yeah. Who's that guy? I haven't well, talked to him in years. Heard, who's yeah, that guy? I haven't talked to him in two years. I did send him a text. Yeah, just one text. <laughs> Let's yeah. stop it. Because yeah. anything, like, these guys can all talk amongst themselves. Yeah. That doesn't mean that they're negotiating, but no. they're they're talking. No, if, if But Quenville it's... also has to deny. Yeah. Like, they oh, all yeah, of course, have of course. to deny it. So all of, all of the national media that's saying, well, they're saying they've never reached out. Because they have to. Yeah. They have to say that. Or yeah. else there's a lot of deep shit for everyone. Yeah. So, anyway. As we were going on, um, going through what my source was telling me, um, that Haxtell had to win two of three games or he's out and Q is in. At this point, they were 0-1-1. I'm like, well, bro. <laughs> bro, come imagine, on. Imagine that philosophy for a second. Yeah, these three games. I know, right? These are like, the most important like ones. Like, we don't have a, a four-year sample site. Right. Like, three, these three are going to make or break. It is an yeah. like, That's asinine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then as they were in, this was now Saturday morning, Hack's not going to make it home from the road trip. I mean, he physically did, but he he didn't actually. Um, also, that they're going to try and make some trades. 
Um, the roster freeze is Wednesday. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Wednesday the at 19th. 11 yeah. people not listening right now. Yeah. Um, and, and then just more, it's going to be Q, it's going to be Q, it's going to be Q, it's going to be Q. Like, nothing has been signed, but he's going to play a game, or he's going to sign a contract, he's going to negotiate, he's not going to start before the holidays, but he will start before 2019. But yeah, right. Tuesday is too quick for him, which is why the team was all scrambling. He's got Pollyanna. Well, he's he's out <laughs> skiing. Like he couldn't. He's not going to leave his vacation. That was one of my favorite parts. He's taking like, the shots. Yeah, that and, the Andy thing. Strickland yeah, was just was like awesome. the the reason why is because he's skiing in Colorado. It's like, yeah. well, I mean, he might be skiing in Colorado. I don't think that's the reason. That's why. not the reason. <laughs> so, so this is what I was told: is that the reason that for the holdup was. Because he couldn't get here in time for Tuesday, and they had no idea who was going to be the coach on Tuesday. This is going to play yeah. out in an interesting way of over the next it is. couple of weeks. It's going to be really interesting because I was told this morning after the shit like really hit the fan, and the team got the team is livid that they weren't able to control the flow of information. They're really mad about mm. that. It's almost like Hextall kept things to himself for mm. a reason. They're they're really got, this is a goddamn White House that. right now. So like, these freaking leaks are nonstop. Yeah. Yeah. So I was told I love it, that, that Quenville is is no longer an option. Oh, no, really? That he was, he was no longer an option. But the way that it was said and the reasoning just doesn't add up. Oh, yeah. Now I remember. I, I showed happened. it to you. Yeah. It doesn't add up. It doesn't make sense. And it feels like everyone is scrambling and no one's getting any information. And they're just trying to throw the media off the scent, which is fine. So yeah, we, at, like right now. I don't know whether Q is going to come. The team doesn't know whether Q is going to come. Yeah, and 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 being, it seems like so you you basically said you said I think it was even before they they officially announced the firing Haxall that like the Q thing doesn't look as good as it right. did. And then tonight, I think about like three hours ago, Isaac updated his story to basically say that. Q is not going to be the coach this year, like this season. It mm-hmm. could still happen, but it would happen in the offseason. Right. So it seems like, you know, you got the, the, the two people who have the most information regarding Q, because the person I talked to, I never had any confirmation that Q was anything more than the guy they want. Yeah, at the top of yeah, my wish yeah. list is obviously the three-time Stanley Cup winner who became available yeah, no a month shit. ago. Yeah. Every, every, like, everybody's yeah. going to want him. Yeah, I want him to coach my freaking men's league team. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I can get him either. But the p- point well, is, is that the two people that had the most information information regarding Q have both had their sources tell them that that's not a lock anymore. So I don't doubt that that was in the works, but it certainly doesn't seem inevitable anymore. I so, thought all along, he. I, I have no inside information. I've just thought all along, being a person who would sit on his ass if I could get $6 million to all do day it, long. I would in fact do that. Uh, I thought all along it was going to be after this season. I mean, the thing is, like, these are guys that like a challenge. I and know, everyone's like, all about that. why would he want to come into this shit show? Precisely because yeah. it's a shit show and yeah. he gets to be the guy that turns it around. Yeah. But it's quite possible that the Flyers have fouled this up so badly that he's like, I can't deal with you guys. Yeah. I can't. Or, You're too or, much show me you have a plan. I mean, that's yeah. the other thing is if he's like, eh, let me just wait to see what you're about to yeah. do. It could be that. Yeah, I could see that. Or everything is as it was a couple days ago and, and they're just spreading false oh, information. Yeah. Oh, I, I put out on Twitter last night. Chuck Fletcher sending out disinformation to find his leaks just so it's like the departed in here. Just to, I mean, the, he's like, so what, what's the line is like, just like, but flush it like, 
Yeah. Just flush it down, take shit, flush it down the toilet, see if it comes out on my side. Yeah, yeah. Something like that. I, I, I do believe there is maybe some element of putting out some non... Now, yeah. now I mean. I mean, may, after, maybe. A, after everything blew up over the weekend, I, I, I think there's it's a more little bit of... I think it's damage control. I think yeah. that's what it is. I, I don't think that it's, we need to find out who the leakers are, because they're, number one, not going to. <laughs> and number two, it just wouldn't it just wouldn't make sense. I do think, though, that like you brought up the whole Hexall point as kind of a joke. But this really does show why he thought it was so important to cut down on the amount of people he told. Because, because you, this organization, people cannot keep their mouth shut. Yep. And when you are targeting, you know, the number one guy available in Joel Quenville, who has his pick of anywhere, and is like, oh, the Philadelphia Flyers offering me the same as the St. Louis Blues. Let me... Oh wow, yeah, dumpster fire. Uh, how's it going? <laughs> how's it going over here, LA? Like yeah. he can Listen, choose whatever job he wants. Is like, Joel, <laughs> we can give you free cable and internet. <laughs> so I don't think this is just this is just a theory. This isn't Jesus. this isn't backed up anything. I don't think in the end he's going. If 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 it gets to the point where you know it's. It's March, April, whatever, and the Flyers are are you know competing with a couple other teams. For him. I don't think he's going to be swayed one way or the other by the organization leaking stuff and what. Like I just don't no. think it matters in the grand scheme of things. What I do think does matter, though, is the structure of the team from a person from a player personnel standpoint. Mm-hmm. I think that matters. And if he looks at the Flyers in in you know April at the end of the year and says, "I don't know how the heck I can," you know, I don't I don't look at this roster and see a plausible path to immediate success. That I think could turn him off. So that's part of the reason why Fletcher I think knows he has to make some moves because he needs to get a goalie. He or 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 he needs to hope to God that Carter Hart solves the goalie problem, and he needs to. You know, maybe make some tweaks. Maybe get another veteran defenseman. Now, maybe you can convince him we're going to go out on you know on July one and we're going to sign Anton Strawman, and then boom, there's your there's your top your your number four veteran defenseman. Like maybe you sell Q on we're going to make big moves in free agency because we got all this cap space. But it's easier if you got it a more obvious roster when you're pitching them. Yeah. Yeah, uh, so let's get into a little bit of the the actual team uh, on the ice that we are going to be watching on Tuesday and Yay. Thursday when we're actually at the game uh, on Authentic Fan Night. We'll be at the Ed Snyder Youth Hockey Foundation table, spreading awareness about their charity, playing games. I'll be singing songs and dancing, Ooh. whatever. Carter Hart, do 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 do. Carter yeah. Hart. This is anyway. just going to be a thing. Isn't I, it? Yeah. I hate you too. I, uh, <laughs> so something I just found intriguing today: uh, the Claude Giroux at center experiment appears to be over. Who yes. knows now? Yeah, I mean anything, <laughs> anything's possible. Who was running practice today? By the way, Knoblock. Nobby. Okay. Yeah, it was Nob. That's good. Yeah. Uh, the guy with the worst power play in the league. Awesome. It was it was Chuck, um, as as Dave used to endear, endearingly hard. call him. That's, I call him Chuck as well. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was one of the more Chuck Knoblock. Chuck Knoblock. Yeah, that was, was one of the more funny parts of the the right after Fletcher got hired thing because. Like Haxall just when he's when he's talking about Knobloch, he just like reflexively refers to him as Chuck. It's impossible like, not it, to ca- call someone named Knobloch Chuck. Like he just he'll just be in conversation and it's not even like it's force. It just rolls off the tongue. Like, oh yeah, and, and Chuck did this and this has been practiced today, and you kind of do a double take and you're like, um, Oh yeah, he means Knobloch. <laughs> well, the funny part was he said that the day after they hired Fletcher, oh, and he said it in the way of like, well, because it was about the defense. It was it was about like the Wilson thing, and he's like, well, and we'll have Chuck on the bench too, so he'll be helping out. And everybody's like, wait, what? You're gonna have the GM on the bench with you? 
What the hell did he sign up for that? Oh, awesome. he means Chris Knobloch, right? But that was awesome. Awesome. That's funny. Uh, there was like a two-second burst. Of like, oh my god, the general manager is going to be coaching the team too. That's, I, I <laughs> mentioned be the first time. I mentioned Nolan Patrick just has to be good. Like it's just a, it's just something this team needs, unless they're going to go out and like you know spend a bunch of money at a position that they thought they had filled, but. They have him right now, at practice today at least, in between Claude Giroux and Travis Konechny. If this doesn't get him going, what are our concerns? Well, those are two guys who are faster than him. I like, mean, everyone on the roster is faster than him. Listen, I don't, Yuri Laterra is on the roster. I don't think Patrick... I, he's, I, not that, he's not that he's not slow. slow. I, I, I know, you, slow. I know yeah. you, you rip him for the skating. I think it's more... His skating is more a... It's more a confidence issue than anything because I've seen him fly. Oh, I, it's I just that I don't think he's playing decisive right now. And when he's not playing decisive, he looks slow as shit. I don't think his skating itself holds him back. I don't think by any means he's one of the fastest oh, players I, yeah, on he's the not, team. He's not. But I don't think that is his problem. I am really, really interested to see what happens with Scott Gordon because he's, you know, a lot of guys, a lot of these guys have turned around under him. Like Scott Lawton. Lawton did, yeah. Um, Goss Despair wasn't down there for too long, but Lindblom when he came he up, trusted lit, Lindblom a lot lit the world on fire. Yeah. Lindblom. When like, Sanheim got Sanheim. sent back down. Sanheim, was, yeah. Sanheim killed it. Awesome. Like, he's done a lot of good stuff with some of the guys on this roster, so I'm going to be really interested to see if if he's able to insert some confidence. Now, I did I did an interview last week um, with our friends over at Philly Sports Table. We've all talked to them. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're great. great um, and they asked you, what is one of the main issues with this team right now? And confidence is one oh, of absolutely. them. Oh, 100%. From, 100%. from top to bottom. And and who can you who can you look to? Who's responsible for that? And at the end of the day, yeah, the players, but also the coach. Because if, if oh, you're yeah. if you're sitting there in fear of getting scratched or getting getting benched because of, of one play that no, you've that's, made, that's no way to instill confidence in any in anyone. The last time they go out west, Oscar Lindblom's the best player in the team for two weeks. And then he gets bumped they to the fourth line. They come back home, he has two bad games. Next thing you know, he's playing five minutes a night. He gets yeah. scratched. Obviously, that weighs on you. And like, I always, when the Konechny and Goss Despair scratches all happened, I said, yes, it's stupid, but it's something, you, it's, you know, it happens, you get through it. But when it's the whole team looking at, hey, this is like a guy who's helping us win and he plays five minutes a night, you got to all of a sudden, okay, I can't take a risk. Yeah. And if I do make a mistake, now I just got to play like Andrew McDonald. Yeah, and, yeah. and, and Isaac, Isaac had that in his article. The article when he when he reported the, the Hacksaw firing and the, and the Quenville hire, he had in his article that there were, and it was, it, I forget exactly how he worded it, but it was worded in an interesting way. It was essentially that, you know, the young players did not respond well to their treatment, and even veterans disagreed with it. I mean, Provorov, Sammy Karchidi tweeted something that Provorov said today, essentially like, oh, it's a shame this happened, but this is going to make things better. Yeah. That's, I mean, Claude Giroux just has to be sitting there like, all I've ever wanted my whole career here is a little bit of help. Yeah. <laughs> just like, give me a little bit of help. If I like score 50% of our points, I'm going to get some heart trophy votes, but we're also going to get bounced in the first round. <laughs> and then it's like, oh yeah, Oscar Lindblom, five minutes a night. Cool. No, we're, we're, we're talking about the kids, though, because you brought up you know Gordon having good relationships. One thing that I've been turning over in my head is that, you know, 
if there's one guy he trusted a lot down there, it's Phil Myers. I was thinking, and Phil it's Myers, like I, I wonder when Phil. he comes up yeah. because was, I have to think that's not far away. Of all the names I'm in my ready. in my Facebook Live today, I did after the press conference. Myers and Friedman were the ones like people asked more about Myers and Friedman than the guys on the roster. Really? Like, oh, who do you think is going to get more time? Blah blah. Like, but Myers and Friedman were the persistent names people wanted to know. Well, there's another name that we cannot forget. T.J. Brennan. No. Tyrell Goldborn. <laughs> what? Tyrell Goldborn. No. <laughs> Thank you, Charlie. All right. No problem. Andrew McDonald. Goodbye. Was mm. He was also in the AHL with Scott Gordon. Peace, homie. God bless. He should go back a down great there. AHL defenseman. He sure was. Saying, Andrew McDonald should be the assistant coach. Why not? He should he should replace whoever. Lappy! He there should, we go. I would take that. If, if, I would take that. No, if Andrew McDonald, if his whole value to this team is the confidence he gives the young guys and his leadership and all this shit, you know what that means? He's Great a coach. coach. Charlie Conway, here you go. Like that's just That's why I, they're keeping I, Lappy anyway, I, I, right? Yeah. He's that, good with the players. Is, this is who he's supposed to be. So good. Let's make him a coach. Um just real fast, because it's now ten thirty one. Taylor, we're running long tonight. It's, do we yeah, have, Taylor, deal with it. We've it, we've ke- we, I keep reading that that Fletcher has talked to every team now. He's gauging the market. This franchise badly wants to make a trade before the roster freeze, which yeah, is that, that's which real. is Wednesday. It is it is real. Yeah, no, it's I I very much believe it. Obviously, like I said today in my post game, if if I'm Gordon, I'm coming in and doing the opposite of Hackstall because Hackstall just got fired for being Hackstall, <laughs> and we said that about Fletcher. If I'm Fletcher, I'm doing the opposite. Of Hextall because Hextall just I mean, got he fired. He just fired Hextall, yeah. so that is, exactly. the, opposite. That is the opposite. I'm, of Hextall. I'm, I'm trying to make a move. I'm trying to do it before the roster freeze on Wednesday. Who do we expect anyone to go? And do do we expect it to be big? Yes. Like, is it a yeah. is it a Voracek? Is so, it a Simmons? Is it a Gudis? Is it a Raffle? What do we think is going to happen? I saw a Leafs fan suggest that they should trade Mitch Marner for defense. To which I say yes. Yeah, I'll take pretty much any one of their players. I don't Bring think Mitchell Marner. I don't all of our defense. I, 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 trade Mitch Marner. <laughs> I'm not saying that like these guys wouldn't be traded, but Gudis and Roffel are not the types of guys that they're looking to trade. No, it's oh, going to no, be, no, no. be a veteran. It's, it's going to be a big, it's yeah. big boy, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, I, I'm I'm like Simmons and Voracek, the obvious names. Gudis, just I think he finally has some value again. Yeah. And they have guys to replace him at this point, or they want to try some guys out in that position. There were Roffel pending UFA. Yeah, I mean there were a lot of rumors on Twitter the other day about Shane Gostisbehar being traded. I don't think that's real. I don't think. I so don't either. think that's legit. Cost controlled defenseman. He could fetch you a lot. I know, but why would you not, trade him? I don't want it's him not, at all. You're not going to get back more than what he's worth. No. I I wonder about that. I really. I would trade it, the teams that trade forwards are the ones that lose these trades. Typically, I wouldn't rule it out. I'm not saying it's definitely going to happen. I'm just saying that. Look, I absolutely love Shane Goss. He's my favorite. Like player. Shane Goss's bear is is my my second favorite player on the Flyers to watch after after Claude Giroux, and he's a guy who I've pretty much been a fan of basically since the first development camp I watched him at. I'm like this guy is everything I want out of an out of the the modern day NHL defenseman. However, the one point I will make about Shane Goss's bear is that. However, however, <laughs> is is that uh, I didn't know mo- what she was doing the way you motioned company. with your phone in your hand. I was like, shit, we got something. No, 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 no. Charlie knew what I was okay. doing. But okay. it's that as much as we complain rightfully about the Flyers don't know how to deal with when things go bad. 
Shane Gossespair is a very, very prime offender of someone yes. who loses his shit when things go bad in the game. Oh, in the playoffs. Like, like the other, he, he yeah, does it. He does bad. it a lot. And if that's something that they've maybe identified as a problem with this team, and it is, that is the kind of guy that maybe you think, maybe he's 25 years old, maybe he's just never going to stop doing this. So I like that's sort of what I would assume is if he's the guy they pick to move and I'm not saying he's going to be I'm just saying that like I I taking that into account I can sort of see why they might think it makes some sense. He's putting 3 in the net Tuesday. He's pulling uh, like when Jeff Carter found out his name was in rumors oh to get traded to LA and he was like, "Oh, hat trick." And I I, 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 I don't want really I don't I'd... want him traded because oh, no, I no, love no. watching I, him play I, hockey. I'm just saying like I I could see why they could talk themselves into thinking it's the right move. I very much understand what you're saying, and I, I agree somewhat. I believe it's definitely a possibility. I don't want it a I little bit. I, for one, would be mad as fuck. I don't want it a little bit. I'm just saying it's. I don't believe it to be impossible. There's, there's only a couple players that I'd be really mad if they traded, and he's one of them. I, I, think, the okay. only, I think the only guys who are... The only guys who I'm confident are safe are... Drew, obviously, because he's got the new move, but plus they're just not going to trade him. Um, I think Proveroff is safe, and I think Couturier is safe. And I think everybody else, it's like, well, I mean, maybe. Who? Because uh, I was doing this I don't have, night. like, my, my list of people that I'd be mad about are not my untouchable list. It's just people that I'd people be really that you mad like. about. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now, who? I was doing this last night as an exercise in my head, but who are your untouchables? Probably that list that Charlie just said. Mm-hmm. Um, I, th- I, think I, would, I think I would add Konechny. I don't think I would. Tra- I, I don't think I would trade. I wouldn't Konechny. trade him. I also wouldn't trade Nolan Patrick. I wouldn't trade. I don't him think either. I would trade Nolan Patrick because I just don't think you're. I think this is it selling low. Value. This is selling it low. Is, yeah. Like I just. I. I'm not. I'm not opposed to the theoretical idea of trading him. I just don't know why you would do it now. Yeah, it just seems stupid to me. Yeah. I. It would be stupid as shit to trade Nolan Patrick. But I don't. I don't find him to be on my untouchable list. I just think it's dumb. I, I would. Yeah. I would be. You would lose the trade. It would hurt me if they if they move Sandheim. Just because yeah. I, I kind of view it as like, you know, I, I don't know what you get back for. Maybe he has a lot of value around the league, but maybe he doesn't. That would hurt me if they move Sam. I really like Sam. I really like Sam too. No, it's I kind of. Oh, oh my untouchable list. Just, I mean, Carter it, Hart. I'm putting on. Konechny's on oh, yeah, there. Carter, Carter Hart is obviously on there. I also would not trade Travis Sanheim because I truly believe that he's going to be something special, and I don't want to see it happen someplace okay. else. Yeah, all right. Phil. Just but like the the players that I'd get really mad if they traded Konechny, list, yeah. Konechny, Ghost, Ghost, um, Patrick, Sanheim. Like I I get really mad if they mm. traded those. Like on a personal level. Yeah. You listening, Chaz? Chaz, baby. Chaz, Check I'll find you. Uh, this is gonna be some fun. It's it's gonna be really really interesting it's to see how it plays again. out, especially if <laughs> if if what I believe. And and I I I believe that Quenville is still a legitimate possibility. Oh, I very much think um, that too. You know, all of the sources have calmed down saying it's going to happen. So I I'm not going to put a timeline on it because I don't have one. Um, but I think that it's a legitimate possibility. So the way that the next couple of weeks to a month play out are going to be really really interesting. We are going to have some good shows for you, fam. Is that all the time we have? Uh, yeah, let's talk about our Festivus party. Let's do it. We have some fun shows coming up for you, but obviously, 
It's Christmas week. We have some good stuff, like I said earlier. On Thursday against the Predators, we will be there uh, at the Ed Snyder Youth Hockey Foundation table, spreading awareness about their charity, doing Broad Street stuff, doing Flyperbole stuff. Just going to be a good time. Uh, we all get to kind of celebrate together that Dave Haxtell's gone, fam, so come out and do that. And we have and, extremely fancy keychains. And we do have keychains. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Steph? Hey. Uh, then on Sunday, the 23rd, we have our Flyers Festivus party. I don't know what is going to be part of our airing of the grievances because <laughs> I, I think that we all just got an early Christmas present. Um, Merry Christmas. But it will be at Tavern on Broad, things. which is right at Broad and Walnut in Philadelphia. Half off all drinks ha- except for Red Bull and shots. Half off yeah. appetizers. Just go down them steps. You got to go downstairs. Um, we are all going to be the there except for Charlie because Charlie's going to be in New York, but the rest of and he hates cover, fun. covering the game, covering the game. But the rest of Broad Street Hockey will be there, not just the three of us, uh, friends. We're going to be watching the Rangers game, and hopefully the Flyers do good things. Um, because I think we're all back at the point now where we want them to do good things because the coach is gone. Yes, um, and that's what we have on the agenda. So our next couple of shows, if we did them on Monday, would fall on holidays. So we're not going to do that. Uh, next week we'll do um, what do we decide? We're Wednesday doing night? Wednesday, Wednesday both of the next two weeks. Wednesday nine thirty. There we go. So just push it back a couple of days, uh, and no ice sport. I'll be doing some fun things. We'll be yeah. We'll, we'll have be, checkings. We'll yeah. have we'll have other yeah. stuff, but we're we're gonna enjoy some time with our families. Bill will get bored and need his therapy. And <laughs> go live on Facebook just to yell Pretty about much. shit. Hey but, friends. Yeah. yeah. Pretty much what it'll be. I think I'm doing post game on Saturday. So, Ooh. Uh, oh yeah, the 22nd. Yeah, you got a you got a Steph one on one. Show feet. I think. <laughs> I don't know what you just said. Show feet. Oh, oh God! Is the couch for sale? <laughs> oh God! And things of that nature. I haven't heard from the couch people in a while. They've, no, they've I think it, I think it died out. Okay. All right, so I think that th- those are all of the cleaning house tasks that I needed to bring up. So that is all the time we have for you on Broad Street Hockey Radio this week. Thank you for listening. Thank you for hanging out live on Facebook. My name is Bill Matz. For Kelly, for Steph, for Charlie, have a Merry Christmas, everybody. Yay! Are you ready to talk about sports? Hi, this is Jim. And this is Max. Check out our podcast, The Step Over, Liberty Ballers Podcast Network, for all of your Sixers' needs. Player analysis, game breakdowns, who would look coolest in a headband, and more. Subscribe to Liberty Ballers Podcast feed on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts, and check out The Step Over, a podcast about Sixers basketball. Mostly. <laughs>